Hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition, hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offseas Sport. I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews. It means so much to me. It keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like this for the project and for you all. I also want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on your Friday night, whether it's uh, chilling on your own, chilling with family, or just doing something that's productive on your end. Or if, uh, you know, if you're a big Northwestern fan like all of us here, you're celebrating the win, you're probably enjoying your free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, and if your name is Boo Booey, you're on top of the world, man. You're on top of the Northwestern basketball world. Boo managed to uh, break the record last night, Um, so he is now the all-time leading scorer in Northwestern men's basketball history. This was a bit of a long time coming. Uh, you could tell from the day that Boo Boo, we started getting more minutes that this guy was someone that is going to score in bunches. And of course, over the course of his long career at Northwestern, at some point, 1,000 points was inevitable. But 2,000 points is something that's remarkable. And beating the record is just extraordinary, right? Uh, and on top of that, the Cats got themselves a big win over the Michigan Wolverines, 76-62, to despite having a rough start. Uh, however, the Cats managed to uh, weather the storm, fight back, have themselves a lead going into half, start off the second half on a big run. Um, of course, Michigan would fight back just a little bit, but... It seemed like the bucket was bigger on the Cats' end, and the Cats just wouldn't stop making shots, um, thus leading to the 76-62 victory. I think it was a little bit more than what I had predicted, if not around that area. So I'm glad that I was in the ballpark, or should I say in the court, in the arena, in terms of the differential, but... The Cats improved to 19 and 8, while the Michigan Wolverines fall to 18 and 9. Of course, um, the uh, Wolverines were short a couple players, right? They had uh, Nagamwa not play, uh, and they had a couple other players out. Uh, one was out due to an illness, so a lot of guys got more run, like George Washington the third and uh jace howard um so and it wasn't much of a effort from michigan's bench it was more starter heavy but um again with guys being out on michigan's side and they're having a tough go as it is already you know you could kind of feel for them in the sense that uh this game was going to be a really hard game, and they really needed to pretty much have the performance of their lives if they were going to come into Northwestern, who is still undefeated in the Big Ten at home uh, and virtually undefeated at home overall. Uh, but just by 
looking at the highlighted stats, uh, Langborg was the man again. Even though it was Boo Booey's night, as far as scoring goes, Langborg led the way with 20 points, 7 for 15 from the field, 5 for 9 from 3. Um, he did have a bit of a scare. He did go down at one point earlier in the game and was limping. So did Boo Booey, actually. However, both guys seemed to come out okay and were able to finish the game. Uh, Brooks Barnheiser had 12 rebounds, 11 on the defensive side, and one on the offensive side. And we'll get into offensive rebounds in a bit because that's what helped really um, put this game away for the Wildcats. Bowie had seven assists, only one turnover in 38 minutes, and Brooks Barnheiser had three steals going along with two blocks and no fouls. So good job on Brooks Barnheiser for staying out of foul trouble. As far as the Wolverines, uh, hi, let's go. Namari Burnett went 15 points, 6 for 8 from the field, 3 for 5 from 3. He seemed pretty unstoppable a lot of the time. Um, Williams, the second, led the way with uh, 7 rebounds. Llewellyn had 4 assists with 2 turnovers. And Burnett with 1 block. Uh, looking at the team stats, Michigan did shoot the ball better at 50%. However, they had 20 less shots. So 22 for 44 from the field, while the Cats went 30 for 64. Um, Michigan shot better from 3, 8 for 11 to the Cats, 10 for 22. Again, the uh, Wolverines took much less shots. And Cats won the free throw battle, even though they didn't go to the line as much. Six for nine for the Cats, 66.7%. So eh, nothing to write home about, but Michigan's was far worse. 10 for 18, 55.6%. Um, Cats led the way assisting, 19 to 13. Cats had 32 rebounds to the Wolverines, 24. 11 offensive rebounds to four. So a lot of opportunity for Northwestern to get a slightly fresh clock redo some offense and perhaps get some some points off of those second chance opportunities um cats had seven steals to michigan's one uh tied on blocks and michigan had more turnovers 10 to 5 so defense was on point for most of the game of course the cats fell behind really really early and as someone who has seen quite a decent amount of michigan basketball play his college teams. So, um, fun fact: I was at the 2018 Final Four when they played my undergraduate alma mater, Loyola. And of course, um, I remember Michigan beating Northwestern last year, and with the struggle in the first couple minutes of the first half last night, or I should say, um, yeah, last night, um, I was just a little bit concerned i was like oh no this can't happen here and actually the cats were behind when boo booey broke the record um it was a very very uh interesting uh sequence because i think how it happened was that boo booey passed off the ball did a little steph curry like move where he sagged back behind the arc uh his left arc uh, behind the three-point line and just shot it. That was like NBA range almost and just swished it in. And what better way to break the scoring record than score in a way that you're known for, which is three-point shooting. And But then again, the Cats seem to make an adjustment. Coach and company seem to find a way to expose a lot of uh, matchups 
on defense to where they could get the most out of uh, their defensive units or defensive schemes to uh, stop whatever run Michigan was on. Um, and, of course, it worked out long-term because, like I said, the Cats started out hot in the second half and didn't really look back. Um, as far as the rest of the stats go, uh, Terrace Reed Jr. went 13 points in 38 minutes to play, 4 for 11 from the field, 5 for 9 from the free throw line with 6 rebounds and 3 turnovers, 2 assists, and 1 block, and only 1 foul. So he... Even though he was more one of the more um, notable players to look out for in the preview show, there were times where he felt, or I shouldn't say he felt, he looked like he was doing way too much. And of course, the Cats were able to take advantage of that. And the Cats seemed to have a lot of good defensive game planning for him. There was a lot of instances where they would trap him really aggressively whenever he got the ball, forcing him to use other teammates to uh, get involved. Of course, for Williams and Burnett, they were able to back him up and uh, Jackson. But other than that, um, very quiet game for uh, Reed Jr. Uh, Jackson had, uh, aforementioned Jackson had 10 points in 29 minutes of play, four for seven from the field, one for one from three, one for two from the line. Uh, five rebounds and two fouls. Llewellyn only had three points, uh, one for three from the field, one for two from the line. Uh, he had four assists with two turnovers and three fouls. The only player in foul trouble was Jace Howard, who was coming off the bench, five points in 16 minutes of play, two for two from the field, one for one from three with four fouls. And not much else uh, from a contributing standpoint for the bench. Kayat had three points over seven minutes, and Washington III had zero points over 11 minutes. As for Northwestern, uh, Barnheiser had 19 points to go along with his 12 rebounds with three assists and three steals. Um, Boo Booey finished the night with 16 points, 6 for 11 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line to go with the... He had one turnover and one rebound. Martinelli had eight points over 32 minutes of play, so just missed out on a double-figure game and a double-double. Uh, five offensive rebounds, nine overall, two assists, no turnover, so way to take care of the basketball and two fouls. So he's starting to get there. He's starting to really, really um, get his feet under him being in the starting lineup and getting more minutes. That was one of the keys. Uh, it was for him to step up. Um, it was also another key to let Boo cook. And though he didn't put up 20 like Langborg, right? He still got his record and he still had a pretty good game. And Matthew Nicholson had four points, four rebounds, three assists, one block, and one steal. He was in foul trouble with four fouls. And though the stat sheet does not look necessarily sexy, for Matthew Nicholson per se, but he did do his part in keeping Michigan's bigs from doing anything outright ridiculous. So it's really good, even though he doesn't necessarily contribute from a scoring standpoint, he does contribute from a physicality standpoint. Um, as far as the bench goes, only three guys involved, Hunger, Smith, and Mullins. Uh, Hunger had eight points over 18 minutes. Smith had one point over 14 minutes. And Mullins had no points 
and there were no other players that played for the Cats. So really starter heavy on both teams. Um, and though Michigan had more guys in double figures, Northwestern had more guys in actual volume. So, so kind of like how I said in the beginning, it felt like in the second half, um, Northwestern's basket just seemed that much bigger and guys were just making shots and forcing Michigan into a lot of errors. This was a really, really good win. I would say for the Cats. Sure, it's against a team that you could say is um, pretty much vulnerable for the year, right? Because the Wolverines have a losing record. They don't have the star talent that they once had, a.k.a. Hunter Dickinson, who is now at KU, Kansas. Um, and Juwan Howard was out for a while uh, going under surgery for his heart. So not a lot of time to necessarily be cohesive as opposed to the cats who are probably one of the most cohesive units in all of college basketball of course there's like four of them in the big 10 but you know we're so familiar with this group and the way it's built is just so perfect to what coach collins wants to do it's no secret that they're en route to 20 wins en route to a second tournament appearance which is already already big for this program right because they've never made back-to-back -back tournaments before and that could change this year uh, speaking of tournaments um i know the last time we spoke about a tournament seeding the last projection i heard was a seven seed and last night's fs1 broadcast now predicted them as a nine seed that's probably because of the losses to purdue losses to minnesota and um, Rutgers however you know it's still not bad I'd rather have this team as a single digit seed now there's still a couple games left to be played right um, we're going to be taking a long break for this show because the Cats don't play again for a week practically a week when they go out to Maryland next Wednesday uh, but you know there's Maryland there's Michigan State and there's Minnesota again. So three games, three decent opponents, right? Cats have played both Maryland and Michigan State before, or all three of those teams before, right? And beat Maryland, beat Michigan State pretty good at home. So now they got to go to East Lansing. And then, you know, they got to get that revenge set for minnesota but a game like this should boost spirits and of course having a week of preparation i hope it doesn't turn the team cold but it gets them rested it gets them prepared they can you know get whatever celebrations they had for um boo booey and you know just get back to work because it's crunch time uh, at this point, you got to be thinking about postseason basketball. And I'm not talking just about the conference tournament, right? Um, the Cats are still fourth, right? There's Illinois, there's Mich um, not Michigan State, there's Illinois, there's um, Purdue, and I believe Wisconsin is still ahead of them, despite Wisconsin just being a little turbulent as of late. But they got to keep playing well if anything they got to sweep the remainder of the season right to get a remote shot of 
having a higher prediction or projection, however you want to call it, uh, to uh, have a better seed going into the tournament. So, um, yeah, they probably won't get the double buy in the conference tournament, and that's okay, right? Because as long as they can do well there, win as many games as they can, um, it'd be nice if they won the Big Ten tournament. But, you know, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about one game at a time. But a win like this, especially against a team that's known to give you trouble and a team that's on paper just and historically better to pretty much really beat them down is a really really good sign that you know kind of like what one of the announcers on the fs1 broadcast said last night that this is the golden era of northwestern basketball and i really hope that is the case so um again really good win uh of course the poor free throw performance uh for the wolverines earned uh the fans uh free chicken sandwiches eight misses and uh they went 10 for 18 so but yeah no i mean there's a lot to look forward to now that the cats are in the back nine of their season and a lot of records have been broken a lot of good wins um sure a lot of bad losses too but that's also just how it works uh but yeah you know let me know what you think Do you think that this is the one win that can really ignite a last minute run and can boo boo we just capitalize on an already historic season or do you need a win over Maryland, a win over Michigan State to kind of pro definitely propel them to that higher positioning. Let me know. But we're going to sign off here. I want to thank you again for joining me on your Friday night. It really means a lot to me and the project. Uh, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who's down to join the Sports Talk Conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you can see other episodes of the Wildcat Offense. I believe this is our 55th episode overall or 56th. Either way, Thank you so much. We made it this far. And you can see the other project that I made, Greatness, GR number 8 NSS, where I give a short form audio on athletes that are just dominating at their sport today. Baseball's right around the corner. I have two episodes on former teammates Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And so I hope you enjoy that and keep continuing on to listen to Off Sea Sport. We are going to take a bit of a break because the Cats don't play again till next Wednesday. So enjoy, 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 enjoy. Uh, get ready for more Northwestern basketball in a handful of days' time. Watch some Boo Booey highlights, whatever it is. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Enjoy your weekend, but be ready to come back to talk Northwestern basketball next week. I'll see you then, and go Cats! Bye.